Hi, this is Susan, and this is When Autumn Comes. This is a podcast for moms and the people who love them, who are facing seasons that are just not typical for other families. I know this intro is different. I know you're a little confused, but it's summer vacation. So instead of talking about autumn, we're talking about summer. Because like our normal intro says, everything does come in seasons. And this season, (laughs) I'm on vacation. But just because it's summer and I have booked my calendar to the fullest that I can possibly book it, doesn't mean y'all aren't getting new When Autumn Comes episodes. Maybe we should call it When Summer Comes episodes. I don't really know. But I have a short, sweet summertime series for you to get you through until we're back in autumn. So whether you are on vacation, pondering vacation, or in dire need of vacation, grab your headphones, a beverage of choice. Let's pretend we are together. Cheers, y'all. Amy's back. We have two weeks left with her. I'm like sitting here checking things off my list because again, same day, same shirt, same. (laughs) haven't left my desk yet. So Amy from Flowio Travel is back. Um, Amy, you want to do your quick intro? Tell us where they can find you. Sure. Amy Flores Young. That's why it's called Flowyo Travel, F-L-O-Y-O travel.com. I am a medical mom. I have two kids who are 23 and 20. So a lot of my experience has been there, done that. Uh, And honestly, you cannot ask me probably something I have not already heard. Or I joke all the time is like, ask me how I know that. And it's usually because I screwed it up myself. Um, the first <laughs> That's how we all we, learn, right? Yeah, we traveled. And it's like, why do I know to bring the extra G2 button? Like all those things we talked about. Yep. Um, yeah, because we got to know quite a few urgent cares as well. Um, so <laughs> yep. yeah, I'm here to answer your questions on all things travel related, but especially those for people with chronic um, illness and medical disabilities. Okay. Well, today we're going to talk about sensory tips. What to do... Mm-hmm. It, you know, and I said this five seconds ago and last week's, but vacations are overstimulating for neurotypical people. Mm-hmm. Like even the people who don't have to be in a routine. <laughs> they still um, like their routines. Yeah. <laughs> we still like our routines. We still like to do things the same way. And mm-hmm. in your experience of working with tons of families, how what tips do you have for people whose children you know, since we're mostly medical moms, but sensory tips for moms getting out with children who have a lot going on in their head. Yeah. Um, so kind of similar to some of our other tips in other um, areas, it's same thing for sensory. Just because your child doesn't have noise triggers at home, doesn't mean that they're not going to have noise triggers in a new place with new sounds at a much higher level. Mm-hmm. So before you leave, practice at home, foam earplugs, noise canceling headphones, whatever, you know, and some people with sensory needs use those regularly. But if right. you're like, oh yeah, not my kid doesn't need those. Well, you know what? They might. And right. I often have sent clients headphones prior to their trip. Like, here you go. You're going to want to pack these. Yeah. And I just say, trust me, pack them. But if your child has sensory needs, you're not going to be thrown on a plane and pop those on their head and expect them to be tolerant. Yeah, because that is new and scary in itself on top of a new and scary experience. Practice 
practice, 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 and build that. And whether it's a social story, we help adapt and create um, social stories that might help as well. Same thing with maybe new equipment or new um, accommodations they may need that you want to practice. Same thing with the clothing. If your kid only, because it's cooler where you currently are and you're going south, and right now all they're wearing is sweatpants and sweatshirts, you might want to practice wearing the vacation clothes. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're traveling for, even this is like a local travel, if they're going to have to go to a wedding or some type of event where they they might have to wear something with buttons and they don't usually do buttons, like have practice time. Mm-hmm. Those are, you know, things to think about. I'm um, like so many things coming up. Well, I mean, you think about the sensor, like the touch of different clothes, the sounds mm-hmm. around you, the, the taste yep. of taking in new foods and new cultures and things like that. I mean, yep. there's so many different things going on that even... Yep. As far as it's not really sensory, but Benji is on a med right now that apparently is making him sun sensitive. Yeah. So I like, have, you know, my next one is yeah, like, yeah, I, you know, it's things like that, that yeah, <laughs> great, great. Let's add that to the list. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it is, it's knowing where you're going, whether this is like more of a staycation or a big trip, same thing. As soon as you get somewhere, look for that dim, quiet spot where you can pull away for a break if you need it. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, and I, I remember doing that as soon as we would go to like any holiday party, any wedding, any anything. It was like, as we're walking in, like, okay, there's that corner in the lobby of where we're going to be because we're over right. there. And for entertainment, use suction cups, like bath toys on tables and trays, car windows um, for kids who like to throw or drop as a game. We use Mm -hmm. a lot of like suction cup things. And like you were saying, similar to the tastes and sounds, if you have smell and texture issues, pack your own pillow, towel, shampoo, soap. That's what we've been. um, I said a couple of weeks ago, we have been renting a friend's beach house. Mm -hmm. And we, while they provide sheets and linens and everything, we bring our own because Benji breaks out. Yeah. So we always bring our own bedding and we bring our own towels and everything. It's one more thing to lug, but we're driving there. So it's. I still fly for me. I still mm-hmm. fly with my own blanket because I, at home, we don't, I don't use a top sheet. I don't mm-hmm. like the, I like the fuzzier blanket, you know, like it's like you say, everybody has a sensory thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and like you were saying, like that pillow or blanket might take up some packing space, but it's worth it for sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing, you know, you don't want, uh, you know, <laughs> sleep <laughs> not, is important. <laughs> not sleeping. And we didn't talk about this in some of the other episodes, but yes, people have brought up the TSA cares service. Mm-hmm. And this service has someone from TSA who helps like walk you through the lines and the processes. So you have like that extra hand of support. Yeah. And someone there to under, you know, to be like, all right, we're not taking the shoes off. We're going to test them here. Uh-huh. Versus, you know, again, just yeah. that little extra support. And as we've talked about in other episodes, those types of awarenesses are getting more and more common. How would so, you get that? Like as a person, if I was traveling with Benji and I wasn't working with you because you obviously know how to set that up. But if I was booking a flight, do I call the place and the company? Just, and- 
Okay. Start with Google TSA, TSA cares, and then it'll send you to the website and then it'll tell you who to contact at your local airport. And things like that. I was at the Lauren Daigle concert last fall <laughs> and they have a sensory option for people at her concert where you can mm-hmm. go to a table and she has earplugs and he- like headphones and she uh-huh. has fidget toys and stuff, which I just sat That's there weird. in awe of how amazing, like someone is doing that for large, large concerts yeah. so that other people can come. Like that's like amazing. Said, it's, it's not, it's not everywhere, but it's getting oh. more and more popular and understood. Right. And part of that too is we think like, okay, vacation. And depending on how big you're going, right. You want to get all the things in and do all the things, but keep your home routine. If mornings are rough at home, you know, Mm-hmm. Don't plan the early morning dolphin swim or whatever. You know, don't plan right. the first excursion of the day. Right. If mornings are great and they get more fidgety and anxious and triggered in the afternoon, mm-hmm. don't plan the sunset cruise. Right. right. <laughs> like it's the same. Like well, I just and that you've just in most people, it sounds common sense when I say it now, but when you're in the midst of planning. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that sounds amazing. We want to do that. No, oh, that sounds amazing. I want to do that. And you book a late night and an early morning back to back, right? Like just, oh yeah, think about those things. Well, and to go back to what we've already said too about having expectations, you may not get to do everything that you book mm-hmm. because your kid is having a breakdown or you're having, you know, an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into like, I said before, I don't, I don't bank on us actually doing anything until we're doing it is where I was not that person before Lorelai. I was like, here's our schedule. I was not that person halfway through Lorelai. I was like, here's our Disney schedule. Here's what we're going to do. I was that mom and it just, it doesn't work. It makes everything not only feel, obviously it's a letdown and whatever, but we all know like we talk about our grief cycles and all of those things. So when I say it just makes it all heavier, it makes it just all so much heavier. Yeah. Where again, it's back to that mindset and expectation of knowing we're going to do the best we can with what we have in the moment. Yep. And as long as everyone on the trip understands that I will not forget (laughs) the first time we did Disney. So my son, this again, he was a teenager. I took him and a friend on a Disney trip. Um, We went out to California and he was like, it's really weird not having the wheelchair line. Like, it's really weird not having Sarah, like for him to have that (laughs) wonderful, normal trip. (laughs) He was like, oh, this is weird because we don't get, we don't have that. And oh yeah. But then he also got to see like, oh, it's interesting. We can eat here because Sarah's not with us. We can do this because this, it just, there's a pro and con to every yeah. situation, I guess, is pretty much what I'm trying to say. And he has his own sensory and his own needs. Let's put it that way. <laughs> his, own, his own needs. And um, he can get tired really quick and kind of, you know, other things. But again, so seeing his travel journey, that right. looks fairly typical, has been interesting as well. And I will say one thing that helped him and helped us traveling is he always got he always helped with carrying something kind of like that heavy work, that pressure yeah. stuff. Like he yeah. put it in a back. Like, so yes. Oh, 
a roller is easier, but having a backpack that he could carry and be responsible for gave him that heavy work where it yep. didn't, he didn't realize that's what he was getting. Right. <laughs> right? No, and that's then smart. Would, then he held that when we would sit, he would hold it in the front. Mm-hmm. And that again, we would incorporate some of those sensory pressure techniques. Right. And again, whatever yeah. your, you know, your child exactly. uh, responds to, obviously, but that was always part of it. So yes, we had to carry that kind of like, oh, the pillow and the th- it was that extra mm-hmm. bag, but we also gave him the responsibility for that. It was his weighted vest. Yeah. that he Exactly. Yeah. Without having to pack one more thing or have right. a weird looking thing or yeah. So yep. he, yeah, exactly. It, it was just other ways to incorporate some of that in a, again, in a more seamless way. And a travel friendly way too. Yeah. What about, um, I was thinking when we talked about cruise ships, one of the perk of a cruise ship is that if my son is having a panic attack, I can easily take him back to the room and we can have quiet space. Mm -hmm. Do they have spaces like, I know Disney has quiet rooms. Mm -hmm. Do they have spaces like that in airports or things like that? Any tips on, you know, getting to a quiet place by yourself if your child needs a moment? Many places do, like I said, and it's becoming more and more popular for sure. Sometimes it's just knowing where those companion bathrooms are. Mm-hmm. That might need to become your quiet space for a while. Yeah. Like I said, when we, tr- when I travel, even without my family, those are the things I'm noticing airport to airport and hotel to hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So some of them might not have a labeled quiet space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, just being familiar with it and having it in your awareness before you need it. Yeah. But yes, there are much more listed options for those places at airports, train stations, cruise ports, amusement parks, theaters, you know, those types of public places. Um, but like I said, even when we would be walking into a, a conference space or, you know, a hotel ballroom, yeah. I was finding those spaces in there right. before we needed them. And I think too, it's important to note again, the mindset of the mom that it's okay if your child needs a minute. Mm-hmm. Like it is completely okay to just go, you know what? We're going to step aside. We're going to go into that, that, you know, nobody's in that conference room over there. We're just going to go take a minute. Yep. And that I think is part of loosening the schedule, loosening the expectations that mm-hmm. it is completely okay that they are doing what they do mm-hmm. to process this event. Yep. Exactly. And that's in that you're right. That's so much part of that mindset of quote unquote, like not letting the condition win, but also the, this is all part of the human experience. There is no right or wrong. There is no up or down. Exactly. And doing what you need to do is what you do. Yep. And it's so interesting because I have a lot of people who, especially when Sarah was younger, um, you say when someone's noticing your child mm-hmm. a little bit too much, you think, mm-hmm. but now I catch myself. And so I had to kind of say, well, you never know why they're looking. If you didn't have Benji. Yeah. And you saw another child in a, you know, now that Lorelai's passed, that will yeah. catch your attention. Yeah. And that might catch you right with a look on your face or something, right. That we don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I keep saying is you can't put other people's stuff on you. I would say the biggest lesson I learned from my daughter is that I don't know what other people are going through and they don't know what I'm going through, which Mm -hmm. it's ironic. I'm wearing the shirt I've created that says grief and progress handle with care Mm -hmm. because 
people can see me. Like the guy at Starbucks in the drive-thru is like, hey, you having a good day? <laughs> Spectacular. Spectacular. Like, I mean, like, and it's not his responsibility to know, but it's also not my responsibility to dump all of my burdens on him. So I think that fine line, like you're saying, of trying to like educate everyone and that everyone needs to be aware. You're right. There are time and places for that. And if you choose to engage, you know what I call that education, you can't be mad about it. Can't believe she said that. I can't believe they did that. But, 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 hey. And honestly, whenever I've, engaged slash educated (laughs) as long as I've done it from a very polite perspective. Like if somebody gets in my face, I'm just, I'm, I'm too much of an introvert. I will just take my child and walk away. I'm not going to engage, but I will gladly tell anyone who's staring at my kid, what, what's up? Like, (laughs) here's, here's how it is. And, um, if he's having a breakdown, I mean, even in like small family gatherings, he'll be having a panic attack because he's, he is very much my sensory kid. Lorelai was not, she cognitively wasn't to a point where the sensory got to her, but he is a little more advanced than she was. And he'll see people and start having his, like put his arms behind his back. And I know his signs like arms behind his back and he's getting tight. And so I will say, look to my mom, Hey, I'm just going to take Benji back to the, the back bedroom for a little bit. We'll be gone for an hour or so. And that's okay that we're not doing the family gathering. We just, you know, it's a human experience. I really like how you said that. Right. And I catch myself, it's been 20 plus years. Anytime I see a new-ish wheelchair like design that I haven't seen before, right? Or somebody's, <laughs> somebody unloading a different van situation and I'm kind of like, huh, <laughs> like, and I caught myself with like, stop looking at people. But again, Nobody knows where that's need like a from. hand signal, like <laughs> medical mom. Like yeah. when you see somebody, you just flash them the, the, the gang mom symbol. Right. And then and we're so like, oh, you're one of say, us. That's <laughs> And if it's more of an adult or someone like driving and whatever, I yeah. will say if they're not with me, yeah. I'll just say like, I'm a disability case manager. I keep it general, whatever. And I'll be like, can I, can I, can I look at your chair for a minute? Yeah. And some people are more than what, like, yep. And other people see it as, well, would I ask you to see your underwear? Right. Like, That's a good point. And, yeah. And you don't know. So sometimes I just kind of am taking an extra long look. And like, like you say, you get some people consider their equipment part of who they are. And yep. it's very personal. Other people see them as tools and you don't know that. Right. So like that, it's the same thing as you're right. When someone's kind of staring at your kid and yet you don't know, maybe they've had a similar situation or maybe they're truly in amazement of, oh, how's that all working together? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, and sometimes it is judgy and screw that, whatever. It's not That's not your battle to fight and that's not yours to take on. And it's not the burden that your child needs. Let your child be your child. Yes. And if you are in a movie theater and you, your kid is freaking out, doing your kid, it, then let your kid be your kid. Yep. And I don't worry about what other people think. So that was a great sensory talk. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a, a, so especially with sensory because so much of it is hidden. If you, I was will. gonna say, yeah, it's different than you've got the oxygen tank and the yep. creek and the whatever. People know something's up, right? Because mm-hmm. the surrounding, they understand if that kid makes some noises in the right. theater, or whatever, right? But there's also, and it's a, and it is again that fine line of knowing your own child. 
Yes, there are a lot of sensory issues and some of those are coping and whatever, but then there's also the, we need to work with our kid on what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Right. And when I would take those breaks or walk away, I would say, this is not appropriate for this space. Mm -hmm. Like I was, because again, he's typical enough for all of those, um, that again, sometimes they're not, that's fine. But so even from a young age, we were coaching. Right. I understand this is what you need right now. And that's fine, but it is not okay for this. So over the years, right? Yes. Sometimes you've got to, it is not appropriate for me, like you're saying, you know, to jump up and swear at the whoever, you know, because Mm -hmm. the same thing, they, they still need to learn as best as they can, how to generalize and accommodate and Yep. And I think um, vacations are very much in general, all the new senses, like we said, um, speaking of sensory overload, next week, we're talking about Disney. So <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope wherever this episode finds you this summer, that you are clinging to hope and creating joy and memories. I know that every season for us, yeah, the seasons change, but our routine often doesn't. This season may be hard for you. You may find yourself dreading the hurricanes or facing unbearable heat. But just like we say that autumn has its golden leaves and beautiful sunsets, summer also has fireflies and family cookouts or sunrises and glasses of lemonade. You can learn more about Amy and her travel agency, Floyo Travel, at floyotravel.com. And you can actually, if you're looking for something fun to do, join us in the When Autumn Comes Society. We have a summer book club going on, and we also have a bunch of fun conversations happening here and there. I don't know what we're talking about today, but hey, join us. Lastly, I just want to add that I do have a new Patreon account. And if you are interested in helping this podcast continue... I'm an independently produced and created podcast. So if you like what I'm dishing out and want to help support the cause and help this podcast grow, I got lots of options for you. And I would love, love, love your support. I hope you guys are having a great summer and we'll see you next week.